Hey friends, Coach Shelby and Coach Christine welcoming you in and letting you know it's time for brunch. We're here. There is always an open table, a hot cup of coffee, and endless running fun to keep you moving and grooving. We have one of the funnest episodes on deck. I'm going to be bold and say that right out of the gate. We have been so excited for this. But before we go sprint to the fun, we're going to do our stretches because that's how we roll here. So let's get up, get moving, shake it all out, and we're going to start off with some walking lunges in three two and one going to go into our lunge the difference is when you come back to center you're going to keep moving on forward if you're inside and that's not an option that is a-okay you can just do a static forward lunge but if you haven't done walking lunges before maybe take a little taste test and see how it feels we're going to do our last few here and then move on into our full body stretch with our jumping jacks in three two and one, making a big X with our body, giving ourselves a round of applause at the top. And then as we come back down, give our glutes a little bit of squeeze. It's like a clap at the top and a clap at the bottom. Your glutes might not actually clap, but you're gonna feel it. I promise you that. Get our last few in here in three, two, and one. Gonna transition in to our arm circles. Going to bring our arms forward a few times like a big old windmill, like we're taking off for flight, like we're about to fly off to Never Never Land because, I don't know, that's where my brain is today. I want you to go ahead and do the last few in the forward and then gonna go back and go in reverse. Again, reverse flying, bringing us back to the center of our gravity, back to the present moment. Maybe take a big deep breath as you're doing it. And now, the last, but certainly not least, we're gonna stretch out those calves, stretch out those toes, and go into calf raises in three, two, and one, up on our tippy tippy toes. Does anybody not call them tippy toes anymore? I don't know, I feel like that's a mom trait, but I'm also a big kid at heart, so. We're gonna let it rock, we're gonna let it roll. Getting up high, bringing those heels down and nice and gradually really feeling that stretch. If you have any other little crinks, little crunches and you need to do an extra stretch or two, that's fine. You can pause. I promise you, we're not going anywhere. But if you are ready, I'm ready, you're ready. Let's get going into our walk and warm up in three, two, and one, Coach Christine, my cohort in crime. What's going on? So yes, the answer is everybody calls it tippy tippy toes, right? I think I that's so. that's just the name of the game for sure. And speaking of games, that's exactly what today is going to be all about. It's really having a whole lot of fun during our long run for today. And these kind of just happened rather organically in conversations. They were a little silly. They made us chuckle. So we decided we can't keep the chuckling all to ourselves. We got to share with the brunch crew. So coach, we have three different endurance block segments with three different games, of course, for all of our friends that have that exclusive insider newsletter access. They already know all about it. If you do not have access to the newsletter, that means that you need to use that little link in episode notes and sign on up so you can get this information about a whole 24 hours before the episode goes out. <laughs> so you can have access to the graphics and a whole lot of fun. And they're jam-packed with just a lot of extra 
bit of sassiness to make you smile before you kick off the weekend. Because but we don't friends, have enough sass, apparently. We got to add more. We definitely have to add a little extra sass into our runs. So let's talk a little bit about that head to toe. We want to have a lot of fun, but we want to make sure that we are bringing that sass, a little pep in our step, a little spring in our step, I should say. So make sure you have that nice tall posture here during this walk. You're engaging your core. You have a big old smile on your face because we're going to do our very best to keep that smile rolling on through. But these endurance blocks will have these three different games. And I think I'm a little nervous about one, to be honest but I am now that I think about it I'm a little nervous about two of them because goodness (laughs) gracious who knows what's going to come out of our mouths but I am excited about all of them so coach what are you most excited about here during our three endurance block segments do you have one in particular that you are looking forward to I don't know if I can it's like picking your favorite child like it's hard to pick just one like each has its own quirks its own funs um, I'm just honestly really excited that we're doing this because it's the moment we thought about doing this, I feel like both of us, just our faces lit up. It's like when you get a new pair of running shoes and you open that box and you smell that new shoe smell. Like automatically, yeah. I don't know, what is it, dopamine in your brain? Yes. Oh, I got it. Oh, I'm learning. Yes. I'm learning oh my, my way, not hooked I'm on so- Phonics way. I'm so excited that you talked about dopamine and that connection to runs. So that's exactly what this run is all about, is to kind of fill that really good connotation of running along with some things that actually make you smile and make you happy. So that next time when you have to get laced up for a run, you can put an extra smile on your face knowing that you are going to have something to look forward to. So yeah, I love that you had that. And I love that when we are starting to have more of a focus on what we normally do as our habits to keep that dopamine flowing, that sometimes it can get a bad rap. We always talk about dopamine in ways of chasing it that maybe aren't necessarily the best for us, where this is the perfect little dopamine snack to just kind of make us feel a little little bit more boost while we're getting healthier and fitter and all of that jazz, all of those buzz terms. Basically, we're just going to feel really good afterwards, right? (laughs) And if you don't, well, then that's what God made coffee for. We've talked about that too. I can't tell you how much I look forward to coffee in the morning. So there's nothing like falling asleep (laughs) to that cup of coffee. (laughs) So friends, maybe you'll have a little opportunity to have coffee with us towards the end. Of course, we'll have a coffee with the coaches to finish up our long run, but we're almost at the 60 seconds left for us to walk it out. Then we're going to go into our endurance blocks. We'll have pace changes in between to give you an opportunity to either pull it back and maybe feast on some of that fuel that you may have taste test tasted after our live. You could always catch that in the previous podcast episode. We'll link that as well. Or maybe you're going to bump it up a notch because you are feeling a little springier. There is no wrong answer as long as you're listening to your body and you're enjoying yourself while you're out there. I do love how everybody was very concerned for our gut health after that tasting. The amount of comments that I got saying that they love the episode, which I always love hearing, but then I hope your stomachs were okay. I'm like, wow. I'm like, thank God we're all runners and poop does not scare us. Well, that that's true. Poop does not scare us. Only porto potties evidently scare you, but or, and a couple of other up. folks. <laughs> Don't bring but it up, friends. Let's do it. Let's go first into our net, our very first endurance block with lots of fun. In three, two, 
And one, let's do it. Taking it up to that RPE scale of three to four, if you're going long today, you want to keep it easy. You want to keep it conversational. You want to be able to actually kind of engage us in conversation, maybe talk out loud as you're rolling through here when we present these opportunities. First and foremost is right out of the gate. This one makes me laugh and it's don't tell my coach because <laughs> I I know that as humans and athletes ourselves, there have been plenty of times where we have probably maybe thought a couple of these, but we also know for a fact that there have been several opportunities that we've actually heard some of these. So coach, I'm going to go with what's something that maybe that you've heard of or that you've heard rumors of where you're like, "Mm, that was one of those don't tell my coach, but (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorites has probably been, um, I ate a giant pizza for lunch, but I'm sure it won't affect my workout. I think I said that. (laughs) Was that you? I really don't remember who said it, but I remember that vividly. And I'm I'm like, yeah, that's totally not going to affect it at all. Like, it's fine. I quite literally did that. Yes, during my this just last marathon training cycle, I had leftover veggie stacked pizza. It was so delicious. I love like Mm. a lot of veggies on my pizza. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to have a slice for lunch. And then the slice became a couple more slices. And then when I had to go do my tempo workout that evening, I was like, this is not, (laughs) this wasn't well. I did a reverse beer mile last night. Ooh, those, that's, that's just good common sense, my friend. I wanted to try it. I finally found a non-alcoholic that I had been waiting to find at the grocery store. And I'm like, this is fine. This is totally fine. So I had the beer and then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go run. I figured if people can do it on the run, I can do it before the run. Oh yeah. No, that's good. That's carbo loading. I think it, that's totally, you can tell your coach that or at least <laughs> if, if I, was I did, coach, I just told you that, that. <laughs> yeah. my, I tell her she's my unofficial official coach. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally down with that. You could tell me that anytime you want. And I'm curious, how did you feel? Did you feel like you had a little extra pep in your step? Not really, but it still tasted good. So I have no regrets. <laughs> no, no regrets. That's no good. Regrets. I'm glad you didn't regurgitate it or anything of that <laughs> oh. sort. <laughs> well, that is actually something that comes into play. So friends, we want you to be fueled, but we want you to make sure as our fueling taste testing kind of outlined that it's something that works well for your digestive system and knowing that it's very different for all of us. So you'll have plenty of opportunities on these long runs to give that a try. And maybe it is. Now, of course, we all know that alcohol does have some recovery inhibitions, but again, no judgment here. That's why you go well, with the NA options. Pro tip yeah, right here. I know. Coach, I love it. There's so many reasons. Anyway, I, what, what have you heard? Oh, goodness. I feel like I have definitely heard, I know I'm supposed to take rest days, but I don't love rest days. I feel like I'm losing all of my fitness if I'm not running every day. I have definitely heard people like whisper that or maybe post about it where they didn't want to actually tell me when they laced up on a day that we had dedicated for rest. So 
Again, not throwing any shade or hate to folks that are going out there and doing run streaks because or movement streaks, whatever it is that you feel that works well for your body. But knowing that if you are looking for optimal performance, that you do have to have rest and recovery built in. So not, I'm not going to make this any about like getting on my soapbox and preaching about it, but uh, <laughs> we'll be talking more about it in upcoming episodes. But even like I was looking over Coach Hoagie's training cycle and it is heavy, heavy mileage that even he builds in rest. And while it may not necessarily look like a rest day every single day, there's definitely rest built in. So honor the training program the way that it is written out. And if it doesn't work, I think both you and I have always talked about with our athletes, it's collaborative. Let us know. Don't hide this, that rest days don't feel productive to you because we can figure out ways for you to feel like you're still moving and still getting in a good, um, maybe even like the endorphin release. Maybe we all count on that endorphin release. We can figure out ways to do it that don't really impact your performance. Exercise makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Happy people Absolutely. just don't shoot their husbands. <laughs> they just don't. And meanwhile, look at you keeping up with Kipchoge over there. Yeah, I think it's pretty fascinating. I've been watching a lot. Well, I mean, he is he is without a doubt the GOAT, right? Like, so oh, it's fascinating yeah. and fascinating to see his performance and seeing what he does to make this work as he has a really big goal himself of not just running all the world marathon majors, but actually winning the world marathon majors. And so we'll be talking a lot about that probably next Saturday as you, we have do you keep a up bit. with the Kardashians or just keep up with Kipchoge <laughs> I, I gotta know all runners would keep up with Kipchoge over the Kardashians for sure <laughs> so friends weigh in we want to hear do you guys keep up with Kipchoge over the Kardashians or or maybe are the Kardashians a little bit of a guilty pleasure for you on those really really good rest days <laughs> uh, I, I anyway that's that's a conversation for a whole other mm-hmm. but yeah. I haven't actually heard this one, but I'm waiting for the day that someone says, I know I'm supposed to do my tempo today, but my dog ate my running shoes. And as a person with a puppy, that probably is going to be me. I would love that. It would make me laugh so much if I heard that. And I'm trying to think of, I have had lots of things come up (laughs) when it comes to when I had the puppies, when I had dogs in my life that definitely I could see would have caused some, a couple of different things. Luckily they never ate my running shoes. They ate a lot of other things, but not my running shoes. Luna keeps going after mine. Every time I lace up, she starts trying to chew them. And I said, just wait, my love. I'm like, you'll be going. <laughs> like, yes. be careful what that, you wish for. That bodes really well. That bodes really well. That means that she likes that smell. She wants to get out there into the world and get out that Man, energy. So I love it. <laughs> well, one that I have heard of, and friends, again, we want you to share. So use that graphic from the newsletter. And if you didn't get the newsletter, you didn't get the graphic, feel free to check out our Instagram at Time for Brunch Podcasts because you'll have those blank graphics to share with your friends and tag away. Because I know that there has to be a few that you maybe don't want to tell your coach, but you you want to kind of like a little bit of a confession maybe. And look, we're the, runners first and foremost. Like we might be coaches, but we are runners. So there is no shame. If you have said this to a coach, whether it's us, somebody else, or said it out loud, like, look, we get it. We uh, understand. I love that you said that. Yeah, like seriously that's how we came to this profession is for the fact that we were runners so we've been there done that i mean and look you course, ran a marathon on a broken toe so i'm pretty sure we don't get a roll. we don't get to throw stones yeah we literally do not get to uh, throw stones whatsoever there are there are 
um, yeah, some things that I've done in my past, admittedly, that weren't the things that I would recommend for folks. There's <laughs> definitely a lot of that. Well, I think that this is actually a really good one as we start to prepare for some of the spring and summer weather, which is I don't like running in the rain. So I'm just going to skip today's run and do it tomorrow instead. Friends, there's alternatives. You don't have to skip your run. I'm actually not a fan of skipping your run due to the rain, if unless if it's like a severe weather, because you can't, especially for training for a race, we cannot guarantee that the weather will be perfect. So getting out there and getting into the rain or maybe getting out to those less than stellar conditions is important for your consistency. However, you can absolutely also look at all your other alternatives. Maybe it's a treadmill day for you. If you really, and there have been days, coach, where I did not, I just didn't want to deal with wet, soggy shoes. Like I, that's it. That's the only reason I didn't want to go out there. I just, I don't want to deal with that soggy shoe feeling. So that would be a great opportunity for a little bit of a conversation to switch up into maybe an incline work on the treadmill or, and I'm just using running in the rain specifically because that happens a lot here in Florida, especially during summer, but there and are we get storms. We don't get just rain half the time. Mm-hmm. Like these are beat up, drag out storms, lightning, yeah. thunder, um, cue the Imagine Dragon song basically. Yeah, so one of my favorite go-to songs, by the way, right. for when I'm running. But uh, we know, again, you guys dealing with all sorts of weather conditions, snow, or there have been some really severe weather. So we get it. If it's severe weather, never, ever, ever should you prioritize your run over your safety. But if it's just because you kind of are utilizing it as an excuse reach out to us. Let us be that little extra motivator that you need to help you get out there and figure out ways. Plus, I have a thousand ways to waterproof your entire life so that you can get out there for your run. <laughs> Ziploc should sponsor us. Exactly. Ziploc, you need to come a call in. Or stash your bags because <laughs> they are reusable and better for the environment. Yes. Absolutely, especially with Earth Day right around the corner. So right. yeah, that's that's always a good one. And it's not about skipping, and this isn't, again, shaming yourself, but consistency being so important and remembering that honoring that promise to yourself of getting out there and taking time for yourself is so, so important. And it really is. And I'm going to share this one with a caveat because, again, do we ever fully follow the rules of any of our games? Mm-mm. I know I'm supposed to run five miles today, but I feel really tired. Can I just run two and call it a day? Listen, we've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, changed the training plan. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between being mentally tired and physically tired. If you truly are tired and you're hanging on by a thread... I'm still going to advise you to go ahead and get some movement in, but Mm -hmm. maybe take that five miles and let's work together and change what that five miles looks like. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Two mile walk with a one mile run and then another two mile walk just because you're tired. There's ways to work around. It's not that you are incapable of the movement. It's changing the mindset going into the movement. And I say that fresh off of a night of exactly that, of I did not want to go out. And I said, look, I'm going to go. I know I'm going to feel better. I took a breather, had some transition time, and then decided to tackle my run. 
giving myself the permission that if I walked the entire thing, it is what it is. But I wasn't letting myself being mentally tired get in the way of putting my physical health and my overall well-being first. So I do want you to tell us this as coaches, but I don't want you to hang your hat on that without further diving into it with us. So perfectly said. Plus, again, that's such a great point that when you are working with a coach, we can see the metrics and we can see like, has your heart rate been hanging out a little higher than it usually does? Or is your cadence starting to kind of uh, drop down a little bit? So the metrics let us see that, yes, maybe it is a actual physical pushing too hard and the plan needs to be changed. But maybe it also you're on a lets peak us, week. Yeah, or it lets us troubleshoot as well. Like what yeah. else is going on? Because I think everybody, oh, I won't say everybody. We tend to, as runners, think of running as like this, that's as long as we run, everything works. But yeah. it's so multi-phased in that it's really, it's a pillar that has to be, uh, it has to be troubleshooted with, along with your sleep and your nutrition and your work stress and balancing your life and all of that. So yes, definitely telling your, I actually think, tell your coach, let them help you work it through. And I know it's so, we feel like, well, I don't want to tell my coach because they're going to make me go for a run. Not necessarily. That's why you Not, hire us though. In all honesty, yeah. is that help you. So let me help you help me help mm-hmm. you. I like how you look. I'm not going to go on a soapbox. And then here I am. I'm like, hold my beer. I'm going on my soapbox. Like I got overly passionate about it. But it's it's one of those things like I have to remind myself these things. We all do. We are human. But there is a way. Yeah, and I, I, actually, I just banged my fist on my hand if you heard that in the background. I did. And I'm not. I'm definitely not going to edit that edit that out. But you know what I also think that's really funny about this is that we're hoping that you guys use it as a confessional. But now I just realized that we may be using this as a confessional <laughs> because this next one, oh my gosh, 2014 St. Pete. Let me tell you, this is exactly what I did. I had a late night party last night. Hello, two o'clock in the morning, still hanging out with friends. But don't worry, <laughs> I only had a couple of drinks and I hydrated really well with water. With water, so with I water. should be able to run with water. So I should be able to run my best time today. Literally, 2014 St. Pete. That was exactly how it went down. I had friends that had come out to cheer me on at a half marathon because I was trying for a PR and dinner became a late dinner and a late dinner became drinks. And then the next morning I'm waking up to go run a half. They're all sleeping in because they're hung over. And I still thought I should be fine. I could totally PR today. No, no, I could, I could not PR today. <laughs> oh, 2014 was Christine. so horrible. Oh my gosh. It was truly, it was one of my uh, most painful last half of the stretch. Like I did the first 10K was fine, but that last 10K, oh my gosh, which basically is half of the half. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so yeah, I think this is a little dashboard confessional of back in the day. So even in my drinking days, I I don't know. I always usually actually sustain, sustain, sustain. What's the? I I went with that. Abstained. Okay. Thank you. See again. You can tell this is not edited. Um, I abstain from alcohol usually like the week or so, just for my own, because I would fall into that trap. Like I'm at the tail end. Let me celebrate, and then I'd be like, "Eh, like easy there, kid. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's an interesting one. It's something that I now, again, this is why I talk about seasons and for folks, whenever you're signing up for a marathon or a half marathon or those big endurance plans, you have to start thinking of like, how will this actually impact my social life during that time frame? So taking into consideration, if you know that every holiday season, you're going to be going out to a lot of corporate work parties, well, maybe that means that a January, February marathon isn't the best for you in terms of really providing that kind of recovery that you need. Or it could be a perfect time to to try the NA world and see how that works. Coach, what else have you heard though? So this one's super popular, both online and anywhere, really. It's always, but I ran a half marathon yesterday, but I'm sure I'll be recovered enough for today's speed work, or even I'm going to do another one next week. And I mean, depending, like if you're in the middle of Mm -hmm. a marathon cycle, Mm -hmm. sure, let's, let's talk about that. Let's unpack it. However, please don't spring this on your coach the day like of, or the day after and let's let's communicate with this. Let's have a little bit of leeway to make it part of the plan, not just yeah. like, well, I got done with that half marathon. It was really fun. So I signed up for another one next week. What do you think? It's like, well, you already signed up for it. Um, there's yeah, not a return I, policy. Yeah, absolutely. No, and there's definitely no refund policy either. So yes, absolutely. If you have races coming up, please let your coach know again and not passing judgment coach. You know, I've like, I've mentioned a bazillion times race season here in Florida. It's very hard for me to say no. So I completely like understand having multiple races and even a weekend actually. However, it is something that needs to be taken into consideration with what I'm looking to achieve. And if it's just a fun race season, then that's great. If I'm looking at a specific goal race, it's a little different. So it's just all about that communication. This one, I feel like right here and now, every single person who's listening to me coming in through those headphones or next your speaker or whatever is going to have at least said this at least once. You may be even doing it right here and now during your long run. I know I'm supposed to run at a easy conversation pace. But I'm feeling really good. So I'm just going to go all out and see what happens. (laughs) I hear that, I think, at least weekly from someone, quite literally, where I was like, I know I'm supposed to go easy on this run, but I felt really good. So I just sped on up. And that's okay. (laughs) But it means that it does impact generally the next workout that may have been on your training plan. So it can impact the recovery time, allowing us to not really get the full value out of that speed session that we had planned, or maybe even because we have a lot of fun sometimes in those long runs are not always just easy conversation pace. They may have been a goal marathon pace or a goal Mm -hmm. half marathon pace run. And we may have to pull that back based off of that going all out during that one run. So if you're feeling that and you're following a training plan and it's calls for easy, calls for moderate, we know it's going to happen occasionally where maybe the song choice will pick up a little bit and you're going to put a little extra pep in your step. But do also take into consideration that it's not an unlimited well of energy. So if you tap into that well today, you may not have what you need for that next workout. And if you're on that easy run and it's feeling good and you're feeling good, that's the point. Spoiler Mm. alert, we want Mm. you to feel good. Amen, girlfriend. Yes. With that said, friends, we have just 
35 seconds here for us to pull into that tempo change. So if you are feeling good and it's in your training plan to maybe pick it up a notch, feel free to do it for 60 seconds. If you want to pull back and try some of maybe that sports beans that we just reviewed or, I don't know, some goo, feel free to do so. We have 15 seconds on the clock. Coach, you maybe want to tell us one more that you have when we go into this next 60 seconds before we segue into our next game. This one's a great one. I don't believe in hydration. Water is for the weak. And with that, let's go into that pace change in three, two, and one. So friends, <laughs> drink that water. Stay hydrated on that run. Yes. Oh my gosh. Talk about the amount of work that you put your heart through when you're not properly hydrating. Or yeah. I, I actually hear a lot of people say, I forget to drink water. And I know we're all really busy and it's hard to prioritize water when you have magical bean juice, AKA coffee. However, it does really translate into feeling sluggish, having less energy. It really impacts you in so many different ways. So if you're if you're looking to make advances in your running performance or just feeling better, that water is so important part of your everyday life. And especially so as we get into the, the spring and then the summer months coming, add some squeeze of lime, squeeze of lemon, squeeze of orange. You can, you can, you can bougie it up a little bit. Or a lot bit for sure. So with that <laughs> said, friends, let's go back into our next endurance block and we'll introduce our next game in three, two, and one. All right, coach. So we've got some of those. We didn't even, we barely skimmed like the tip of the iceberg off of all of the ones that we've heard that we had prepped to kind of share with the audience. So you guys will have to let us know if you want to hear more of those or add your own so we can feature them maybe in a future run. Oh, I'm so excited to see the graphic. I am too. I am too. So this next one actually was, it's kind of your brainchild. You shared it with our spring training PMP group, and then you decided that you'd give it a little bit of a facelift for this particular opportunity for our brunch crew to be able to participate. So it's never have I ever, we're going to have you guys running edition, maybe circle or check off from the graphic, which ones you have never experienced, tally up the points and then share with us at the end, how many points you had or share how many you circled. Um, which one do you, have you never, ever done coach? I have never gotten lost on a run. You haven't? No. Mostly because I have a really big fear of being lost. So I, I like how that surprised you. Like out of all of my idiosyncrasies, that one's shocking. I mean, I guess in a lot of ways, I have to say, yeah, that makes sense. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get lost on a run. No, I know exactly where I'm going or like, I don't run in unknown areas. That's stranger danger. I only run where I know I'm at. Okay. Like a mm. park or like uh, an area locally that I know, like the back of my hand. Because I, I mean, I, why would you chance getting lost? Have you been lost on a run? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that yeah. I think I've told. Me, I think I've told the story before where I was waiting for my girlfriend for us to start a, a local race down in South Florida together, and she was late. So everyone had started and we started maybe 20 minutes after the official, like the last person had gone through. So I never really study course maps because I always figure there's going to be somebody in front of me and I will just follow the people in front of me. You know, like that, <laughs> that silly meme, like follow the, like find somebody with a cute 
runner's butt and just follow it. That's kind of like my whole methodology of life. So I'm like down with that. But this particular time, we're so delayed in starting that we had to figure the course out on the fly. And yeah, it was interesting. We definitely got lost. We definitely added quite a few extra mileage to it, but we had a lot of fun when we finally caught up to people. So yeah, that was my official getting lost on a run, but I've gotten lost on practically every trail run that I've done. Luckily, I use an app that allows, it kind of beeps to let me know that I've gone off the trail so I can pull back and reassess. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess it did happen at a race here locally where they started and the lead person got lost. So I would count that as like a getting lost on the run, but not yeah. like a solo run. I've not done that. <laughs> totally. Well, totally. You know what I actually have not done from this list, which I think might surprise people. Are you going to jinx yourself? It's, no, because I definitely want to do it. I will have, I will have this done and checked off by the end of the year. I'm oh. actually already planning it, okay. but it's, I've never run an official beer mile. I didn't know that it had official rules. So I guess the official oh. rules is that it's four beers, one per quarter. So like, it's like kind of like a track where you run, you have to drink the full beer after you're done with a quarter of the mile. And then supposedly according to the real rules, shout out to my running partner who told me all about this because she has the official rules because we're now planning an official beer mile with our local run group. And I guess you have to drink the full beer and then you have to like flip the beer can upside down over your head to show that you drank it all. And then you go back out there and run your mile and come back or you like get a second beer and then a third. So it's four beers for one mile. And I always thought it was one beer for one mile. So I had no clue that it's this. And according to her, and I believe her 100% because, I mean, she said she has the official rules. Who would make that up? (laughs) I want to know who felt the need to make official rules for a mile that's including beer. I feel like there is a couple of running clubs, specifically the Hash Harriers, which coin themselves as a drinking club with a running problem. Hash House Harriers. I'm positive that they're ones that came up with the rule. And I've always wanted to go on a run with them, by the way, and haven't, mainly because I'm terrified. (laughs) Anytime I see their events, I'm like, I don't know what this means. I don't know if I'm going to get sold into like some kind of slavery ring or something because it's like they give GPS coordinates and they all use nicknames. Oh, I remember you telling me about them. Yes. So, yeah, but I, I will like not I be joining you in that. <laughs> Just for the record, that's like the okay. ultimate stranger danger. <laughs> that is, and they do a lot of trail running. So, yeah, it's 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 kind of given me some spidey sense issues before, but I I have to make that happen. So, guys, I'm I'm putting that out there into the world. Hold me accountable. This year is the year of the beer mile, and this is the year where I join in on one of the Hash House Harriers run. I, I'm not saying I'm going to officially join their club, but I at least want to try one of their runs. I feel okay, like coach, you're going to have to have your GPS app on you when you go to that specifically. So you do not get lost on a run. Not you that know, you will get lost, but somebody yeah. will lose you. When I first started running and I heard of these things, we didn't have that many safety precautions and like they just weren't available or, or readily available. Or at least I didn't back in the day. So now you're right. I think I feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that I can send like a little safety beacon. Somebody can track where I'm at. Hopefully. I feel like I've made you safer. By like making you question stranger danger just a little bit. 
Like you, maybe I will get in the van with candy. Maybe I'll maybe I'll ask the variety of candy before I just jump on in. Maybe yes. I think you have helped me be a little safer. So hopefully, folks that are rolling through here feel the same way. If not, you should check out our safety episodes because goodness knows we have some good ones in there because we have our safety queen, our resident safety queen with Coach Shelby. So say, given that, Coach, what else have you not done from this running edition? All right, we did talk about this off the mic and you were amazed, especially during summer mm, Florida yes. running that I had not ever changed clothes mid-run. Nope, I'm shocked. How is that possible? Because if I change clothes mid-run, I'm not going back out. Once I'm home, I'm home and I'm not stashing clothes anywhere and letting my goodies all hang out. Okay, okay, yeah, I could see that. I could see their concern of that. So the times that I've changed clothes mid-run is because I have used my car as kind of like an an unofficial aid station and I have gone to a bathroom that was available for me to change in the middle of the run. And when I say change mid-run, I should say it's usually a shirt and my socks. I don't think I've changed an entire outfit. If that's the requirement to be able to count that, then I, I don't know that I could say that I've done that. I've usually changed out a shirt because it's so- soaking wet and my shoes because they get, and actually my shoes too, my shoes and my socks because they get really sloshy in summer running. So now I have to pause because I, I really am curious. How do you mentally do that? Because that's my biggest thing is mentally getting back into the run after that type of pause. That, that like, long I of a pause? Run, walk. And that's fine because that's only 30 seconds. Like I mm-hmm. can, I can refocus myself. How do you stay on track with that type of leeway? It's quite possible that run Disney training is all about that. Because if you stop for character stops, you are usually in a long line. It takes a while. You do have that cooling off period, if you want to call it that, where you kind of just have to put yourself back into getting a little extra prep in your step to go back out there. Now with run Disney, it's fun because you have that race day experience and you know there's more characters along the way. When you're out there in the middle of summer and you're already hating your life, questioning your sanity and thinking this is the stupidest decision you ever made. I can't imagine where that dialogue has ever I mean, does it sound like something I would say? <laughs> uh, basically, I think for me, it is, it really is a, these are the miles that I need to hit so that I can feel ready and prepared going back to like, never have I ever coach. It's all about reminding yourself that you're working towards feeling good on race day. And that's where training really comes into play, where I'm able to convince myself as to, I want to strong. I want to honor that commitment of being as prepared as I possibly can be. You just got to get back out there. Doesn't mean that that back half of that run feels good, looks good, or is the most desirable part. But yeah, it is something where I, I, I don't think I've had a, I, I can't, I know for a fact, I have not had a time where I've changed and not gotten back into my run. I just do it. Huh. I mean, mm. I'm, that's pretty awesome, actually. I don't I think, think I'll it, test it out, but it's pretty I think awesome. You will. I no. think you will. Just as I maybe might question the type of candy in the stranger danger van, <laughs> you may test this out. You'll see it does. I do also think it gives you a little bit of extra freshness when you have a new pair of shoes on after being sloshy. And I, there's a theme to all of my responses. I hate that sloshy feeling. Apparently. So, so is yeah, that one adjective that you're not embracing? Ugh. I mean, it's still better than the dreaded moist. Like, let's uh, never talk about that disgusting word. As you just did. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. 
totally fine. I think all the rest of these I have experienced except for lost a complete toenail. Like I have kind of like had a toenail turn black, but I've never lost it per se. And I think that that's because I've been very mindful of cutting my toenails very short and not so short that it's like on the quick, of course, but cutting them short, keeping them really well trimmed and having a wide toe box. So I think that's the only one on here of this particular graphic that I haven't done besides the beer mile. Yeah, I kind of, the the toenail is a gray area for me because I've lost a toenail, but I can't actually say it was because of running. I'm pretty sure it's because I'm a klutz and I do run into things. Just Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I I would, I would maybe give myself like a half a point. (laughs) So thing, are we going to really start working the waters? The klutz running into things. You might want to be careful of suitcases. Just letting you know for the future. That's why I don't (laughs) travel. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that it's it's an interesting one. Let's let's say that it has to be running related. So I think that given that. If you haven't actually lost a toenail that was running related, specifically, you know that that was a reason. I don't know well, that you should take the point. Well, and then even like I'm looking at planning a vacation around a race. Technically, I planned the race and then planned a vacation. Yeah. So does that That's, count? Or? That totally is perfect. Yes. Because the race, it was like the chicken and the egg. The race no, came No, no, no. The race is first and then you plan the vacation around it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So See, I always had vacations. Like I only planned the vacation to race. Yeah, absolutely. But then you're, while you're there, you go and do a few more things. That totally counts. Okay. So the only things that you haven't done is gotten lost on the run. We're kind of doing lost a toenail. How about the rest? Oh, you, have you run a beer mile? No, I haven't ran a beer mile. I'm trying I to think, think every runner has cut a run short because of GI distress. Right. Oh, I definitely, definitely have. Because again, I, mean, I only have one option is to get back home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've all had that experience, I think, as running. I'm curious if anybody has not cut a run short because of GI distress, you have to pop into the Facebook community page and tag us. Like, I really, I want to know what your questions. magic secret is. And do you not like, like tacos? Because I feel like if you like tacos and burritos as much as I do, you're going to have that happen at least once. <laughs> <laughs> Have you eaten tacos before a run? Yes. And I've cannot say that it's the best fuel before a run. After run, phenomenal fuel. Like, but not before the run. You know what the Oh, I gotta ask this. It's a little off topic, but going into that because of GI discomfort and you know, running. Mm-hmm. What's the worst thing you've ever eaten before a run? Because I know mine full out, and I swore I would never eat this again on like before a run no matter like time of day I will only eat it after a run I'm gonna have to think on that so what is yours fish I had like either I think I had fish tacos and some odd hours later like it was a while after but I ran and I kept burping and it Mm. was like that oh Mm -hmm. god I will never eat fish before like my day has to end before I can have fish and okay. I love me some fish tacos. Okay, I feel you on that. I can't think of anything except anything that's heavily garlic for the exact same reason. I don't necessarily want to be burping it up when I'm running. Um, Garlic's like a food group for me. It it causes a little bit of extra GI distress for me. So I'm, I'm more cautious. 
Mm. We, I, it probably has, it doesn't impact everybody that way. So it's actually, I mean, it's really good, but yeah, it does create a little GI distress for me. So I'm probably a bit more cautious with a lot of heavily garlic foods before a run or even the night before a run. I have to be honest though, of any time that we've asked a guest about some of their like, you know, where do they fall on their brunching or any of that sort of thing as to like, what do they have as their pre-race fuel? I think I'm still the most amazed by Coach Tia when she reported that she has the linguine with clams. I think that would scare me the most of all the things I've heard of. That's like, a that, that's a dicey choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think anything has flabbered. That's one thing. Don't tell your coach that. Don't tell them that you have linguine and clams before your run. <laughs> well, friends, we're going to go ahead and do that pace change right here. And now I don't think any of you are going to have linguine and clams during this 60 second segment, but in three, two, and one. Um, if you do decide to have linguine and clams during these 60 seconds, let us know. I, I think you're a very brave person with an incredible steel stomach. There's no doubt about it. The only thing I basically learned right here, right now, is the fact that if you ever come this way for a race, you can't eat at my house because literally... All you have is garlic? I'm, I'm pretty sure our water has garlic in it. Like, it <laughs> is a food group all of its own in my house. Like, when it's the Italian fest, mm-hmm. they have the braid ropes of garlic and... We have a lot. Let's just leave it at that. I love garlic. I just can't have it like super I, heavily. I don't think I can cook without garlic. I used I don't to. Think my mom so can cook for the record, garlic. I used to not. I used to cook with garlic all the time too. It's something that happened as I got older. I don't know. Maybe it's the amount of caffeine that I drink that threw things off. I really don't know. But it's definitely something more in recent years. It's with that to said, the garlic. <laughs> yeah. Let's go in three, two, and one. If it was it either or, garlic would always lose to caffeine. For the record, so there's no doubt on that. This next one also kind of was a introduction of the PMP to our PMP group. And it was created as more of a PG version of a similar game that's played out in the world. Uh, It's called Date, Mate and Hate. And who would you want to go on a date with? Who would you want to potentially marry or have a lifelong mate as your bestie maybe? Or and who do you hate? However, both Coach Shelby and I aren't madly in love with the word hate because it's such a strong word. But we need so, a rhyme. <laughs> yeah, we, girl, ain't that the truth? So Strongly dislike. <laughs> yes, strongly dislike didn't really sound as good. So again, if you don't want to call anyone out specifically on the hate, you could always make this completely up to you. Be nice, of course, when you're playing this particular part of the game. Uh, not a great time to tag. I don't know you're like junior high bully unless if you really feel like you need to get it out feel free to do so (laughs) for me this has been hard making it a running edition because i'm not as well you know i'm not elite focused so i can't think of very many elites that i like would crush on i have a lot of ones that i'm inspired by but i don't necessarily crush on them so this is a, a tough one for me and i've been i've been mulling it over coach like steadily since we decided to make this happen but I feel like you absolutely have this in the bag so let's start with date as your category tell me who you would want to go on a date with in the running world either and now my next question is would it be a running date would you want to go running with them or do you want to go get coffee with them after your run I'm gonna say both I I mean I can't I can't no it's a both um I'd love to go on a date with Molly Seidel okay 
Tell I me more. Really, Why? What, well, do, what do you want to talk to Molly about? She was a barista, which was Ooh. like a huge storyline in the 2020 Olympic trials. They they made it sound like she's a barista running her first marathon. It's like you do realize she is a professional runner. Like it's not like she just rolled out of the coffee shop. It was like, I'm gonna go for a marathon today. Right. Um, but I would love to just talk with her. She's so down to earth. She's been really, really open about her mental health struggles and um, just the different obstacles she's had to face both on and off the run, how it's affected her training. She actually had done a really honest interview post-Olympics where she ran, won the bronze. She podiumed all, all of that. But she... Um, like a lot of Olympians went into kind of like a dark period after. And I just really like her. I feel like she would be really interesting to talk to just in general. And she is a great runner, obviously, too. So I'm probably going to ask her, ask her on a date, see what she says. I mean, the fact that she runs in a turkey costume would definitely (laughs) win my heart. And I would probably just right there, like get on bended knee anybody who's willing to run in costume and be a little silly especially at that level so I think that that's that's an awesome an awesome date I'm actually kind of surprised that you don't necessarily want to like have her as like a lifelike partner but I think that I know that's because the next one is definitely somebody you're going to use as the next my date would likely be Des mainly because I want to go bourbon drinking with her (laughs) I mean, literally, I know she's a big bourbon fan. I'm a huge bourbon fan. I would love to just sit and have, I would, I'm curious to like what her favorite bourbon would be. How does she drink it? Does she drink it over the rocks? Does she drink it neat? And this is probably why I ended up staying out until two o'clock in the morning thinking that I was going to run my best time in St. Pete. So neither here nor there. I feel like she would be so much fun. I love her dry as you're well aware, I tend to gravitate towards people who have really dry sense of humor. I like how she expresses herself in a way that is very forward. And just how cool is she? Like, seriously, how could you not want to go on a date with her? It, it would be amazing. I'm currently awaiting my copy of her book. It's uh, hopefully in the mail today. Seriously. And I, for the record, I think she dakes her bourbon on the rocks. She does? I think okay. so. That's, I mean, that's... That's, that's my bur- that's it. my like my minimal bourbon knowledge. Okay. But that actually surprised me that would be your date. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I would I mean, I think that to be honest, she wouldn't want to be my lifelong mate. I would probably bore her. So or I would probably be a little too over the top bubbly and unicorny for her. So definitely. I she, <laughs> so I think that she'd be like, no, we can't. I'll, I'll fine. I will drink a glass of bourbon with you if you bring it down a couple of notches. But yeah, I think she would she would just and maybe that's my own fear of rejection does. Maybe you would reject me if I was to to propose a full long lifelong mate. But yes, I think she would definitely be somebody that I'd want to go on a runner date with. That'd be a lot of fun. This is so, so hard. Ah, I have so it. many. Well, okay. Well, you could, you could open it a, a little bit more if you want to, I don't know, if you want to have a poly running relationship with your lifelong mate, you feel free. I'm not passing judgment here. So who are you <laughs> mating with though? I'm going to mate with Alephine Tilliamuk. I oh my gosh. love her. I respect the heck out of her as a mom as a runner as a person 
And like, if you take five seconds and follow her and you see what she does like in her day-to-day life with her partner and her daughter, and she brings in so much of her Kenyan culture, mm. but she is so proud to be an American. She's so proud to be Kenyan. And she's really, she's really pulling back like a lot of the elites of the layers that they're not hiding away and she's showing what it's like to be a mom be a professional athlete you know be part of the the true essence of what america is about is a melting pot of so many different nationalities so many different races and i I just, I respect the heck out of her, especially because when the pandemic hit, she decided that she was going to continue with her family planning and not let the Olympics get in the way of that, that calling for her. Mm -hmm. And she's very honest about how it does truly take so many different hands to make things possible. And she's carried herself with such grace being in the public and even being very vocal about how the coverage for like the 2020 Olympic trials was vastly skewed and just overall, like I could build a life with her. I just love her. I love that. I also, what's fun about this game is that we get to hear kind of what the other and what you value, what you place a high value on. And I, same as like our women crush Wednesdays, I come back to the fact that you value people that are very bold and very audacious and very, they know their mind, they know their journey, they know their place within that. And they go like forward to approaching it like fearlessly or boldly and bravely, I should say, because we may have fears no matter what we choose to do, but you still have to be brave to surpass those fears. So I love hearing that. It sounds absolutely amazing. I also love to hear how much of a geek you are about the elites. <laughs> it's so funny. You would think like I'm obsessed and I'm so not. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's like any You're other a, like a little hero. Obsessed. Oh, okay. A little fine. Obsessed. Like a not little in a obsessed. creepy way though. <laughs> I mean, like, nobody thinks that you're going to be out the front door by any means, like <laughs> hunting them. To, I, first of all, you would never no. ever do that, but just, I know you well enough just because you would, you would pass so much self-judgment on yourself as to how could I like creep somebody out in this way? I know that, but I also think you're a, a little obsessed and it's okay. There are worst obsessions to have. I think I wish that I would have had people like this to look up to. Yeah, when I was growing up, and I'm so happy that there's space for this type of talk and this type of womanhood to be accepted. And I feel like the more we propel these strong women and these strong voices, it's just going to continue to hopefully get better for the generations to come and continue breaking down barriers, stigmas, and just all of the systematic crud that's been built up for decades. I am so, I love that so much, seriously. And 
I think it is really important to be able to have that. So with that said, we have almost 10 minutes in. We continue to rock and roll through this. So friends, check in with yourself. And maybe as you're rolling through here and thinking of the people that you hold as aspirational or inspirational in your life and continue to just keep that pep in your step as you move on through here. Coach, I think that mine, and again, this shows kind of like how we do differ. I have to say that, and you know, I've been talking a lot about her and this is going to be my official while I'm not going to get on bended knee and ask her to marry me because she probably will say no. I'm going to definitely put out into the universe that I would love to have her on as a guest. And I think that she could very easily in my mind be my lifelong running partner. And that would be Myrna Valerio. I love the Mervinator so, so much. I came across her, gosh, quite a few years ago at this point. And while I don't necessarily follow every single aspect of what she does, I love how she has helped to not just embrace the body positivity, but kind of boldly lead it. But she's also done it in a way that has helped us see with younger generation that she's because she was a teacher she I don't know if she still teaches but I know she was for for a very long time she also helps to kind of inspire her students or she had them inspired by all of what she did she tackled so many different things she's incredibly successful in her own right as a published author she speaks multiple she's at least bilingual and I love that she also helps to peel back what we think of as a runner and a trail runner. Because both of those in my mind, when I think of road runners and I think of trail runners, I have very distinct imagery that has come up from just years of seeing the same advertisements and all of those type of publications. And here she is and she just like she just busted down all of those barriers and said, you can move your body through all of these spaces and enjoy it. And with a smile on her face, I think she has a lot of levity, a lot of positivity, a lot of vibrancy. So she's definitely the individual that I think I'd want to ask to be my lifelong running partner. Plus trail now, running when, sounds like so much fun with her. When you get down <laughs> on one knee, do you have a ring or do you have a pair of running shoes? I think everyone in the running world would say yes <laughs> to running shoes. And I'm like, oh, who cares about a ring? But running shoes, they would definitely have it. So I think that she is probably, but it is one of those hard ones. Like there's so many, there's so many amazing people as well, uh, including Brittany, the funny runner. Oh my yeah. gosh. Talk about someone who has just such a light and she really uses her platform to let it shine fully. And I love how she pursues life, how she has so much zest for life. So much fun. Her and her husband. I would love to just like, can we her just all hang out? <laughs> yes. I so still I think- have the cookies she sent us. I have them in their their preserved packaging and I have them right over to the side oh, of my mic. Oh, I love that so much. You know, I had that as a full debate with my with my circle of girlfriends. I was like, do I eat the cookie or do I not eat the cookie? And they are firmly in eat the cookie, experience the things. And I'm like, why? I can't do that. It has our logo on it. (laughs) I can't eat brunch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Except I can actually just eat regular brunch. So I think that that's probably mine. And we have about, coach, 90 seconds before we hit the 15-minute mark. So I guess we both have kind of 
stalled long enough, I think it's time for us to go into that strongly dislike slash hate part of this conversation. So this one, I, again, I don't like the word hate. I try to avoid it because it is a very strong word, but I can safely say, especially after reading Kara Goucher's new book, I hate Alberto Salazar. Going on the record here for all to hear, the book was amazing. He is not. And that is my hate. Ooh. Okay, girl. I I feel you. I like it. I'm going to tell you, I don't know if I'm going to put a name to my hate or but it is going to be elitism. And by that, I mean anyone who comes to the sport who thinks that they have the pass holder key that because they run at a specific pace or because they've done a specific race or because they may look like a runner, that if they try to make this sport something that is hands off to others or they feel in any way that they treat others as being inferior, that will definitely be my hate category. And I'm not going to say strongly dislike. I absolutely hate that kind of nonsense because what I hear when people do that or when it's been done in the past is that you're diminishing the opportunity for people to make themselves healthier, to live longer, to have more zest for their life. And you're diminishing the opportunity for people to actually just make their world, their community a better place. Because let's be honest, back to your whole legally blonde quote, but investing in yourself, especially with running can be so transformational, so life-changing. Let's quit acting like there's passes or keys that people have to unlock before they're allowed to come in. So that will always be my strong, 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 strong hate. If this is something that goes through your mind, friend, if you think that it's please, please, please look at the days that maybe you first started running and how much fear you may have had getting out that door. Let's not pass along that to other folks. Cause I know, I know there are, they're having pride in what we do and what we invest in ourselves doesn't need to does it mean we need to diminish the shine of others as they're first getting started? That's a soapbox and I love it. I'm here oh, for it. And I fully, mm. I'm holding the soapbox. I'm making sure you don't <laughs> fall. Like I, I'm in that with you. I like, I seriously like we, and we talked about that too. I'm like, I don't know. Hate such a strong word. You know me. I don't really like hate anything, but this is like the one because I have seen specifically like in the different group community pages, different Reddit threads where, and you're going to hear a little bit about it as well with our Wednesday's quick bite with our awesome Carlos the Runner a guest where he talks a little bit about his experience doing the virtual Boston Marathon and a little bit of the scuttlebutt that he faced and heard from other people. And I saw a lot of it. We also had Allison talk quite a bit about it in her book. And I don't, as we are coming up on that magical, wonderful day of celebrating running on Patriots Day with Boston, as much as I think it's an incredible feat, I also don't want us to go into it with a sense of elitism that diminishes people potentially lacing up and getting out there. I'm here for it. I mean, I, Girl, I honestly, right? I don't even have anything else to add. Like you said it beautifully. It's like, doesn't have a place. It doesn't have a place here. It doesn't have a place in the sport. It just, just no. Check the box yeah, now. No. And we're going to continue to do better and learn more. As we continue rolling through here, we are trying very much as we know that there have always been different ways of looking at things. And we understand that not everyone's going to evolve at the exact same time, kind of just like it's a, it's, you have to walk your own or you have to run your own run. You have to run your own pace. We know that when it comes to thinking these kind of things, it may feel a little bit different, but as long as people are trying to take on 
that learning more, being more accepting of all of the people that are coming to the sport, then I am okay with it being a little bit of a slower ev- evolution for different people. That's okay. It's okay. We get you. We feel you. So with that said, coach. We went way over that got- 90 seconds. <laughs> We couldn't help it. I mean, (laughs) we're going to talk about this. It's still, again, another opportunity, though, friends, for you to really run strong, enjoy what you're doing, and share the love of this movement with those around you. I think we talked about it a little bit where we're hearing from some of our athletes that they're inspiring people around them. They're inspiring neighbors or inspiring coworkers. That's what it's really the most important part. So while you guys are out there on that run, hopefully you continue to have that smile on your face and a up in your step, but I guarantee that you have inspired at least one person today, even if it's yourself. And that's really what it comes down to. So we'll have another pace change coming on up and then we're going to transition into our coffee with the coaches, which I personally, as much as I love coffee, cannot wait for. So coach, with that said, what are you giving people as their ultimatum or are you suggesting that they do for these 60 seconds? Like what kind of, are they pulling up and like, Letting it all burn some rubber for 60 seconds. Let's burn some rubber. All right. With that that said, this is a great time before you guys decide to do that, to go ahead and do a head to toe check. We got about 50 seconds left on the clock, making sure that those shoulders are down and back. We talked about that quite a bit recently ourselves, coach, where we're doing that form check throughout. You're engaging your core. You're breathing in nice and even. You're making sure those feet are landing lightly underneath your hips. You know, all of the jazz that makes you feel really good and strong because we're taking it up in 30 seconds. Oh, my goodness. Are you I ready? Know. Feel the suspension. I feel know. the suspense. I got all got all my feels after after the, the elitism and talk. So I'm like, I'm ready. Oh, man. Uh, me too. Let's let's make it happen. Let's leave sparkles behind. <laughs> For people who don't like sparkles. Why do you listen to me? <laughs> well, and then I'm like, never have I ever like passed gas on a run. I'm like, I've passed sparkles, apparently. Yes. And three, two, and one. Let's do it, my friend. 60 seconds here. If again, you are pulling back into a walk, you're fueling up, you have more miles to go. That's A-OK. If you are popping it up a notch, let's go nice and strong all the way to the end. Maybe we're even looking forward to that. Again, watching Boston Marathon, or maybe we're going to be there live, envisioning that incredible turn on Boylston and that finish line is in sight. I love finish lines, coach. I don't know that I'll ever be tired of them, ever. Don't think so. 30 seconds on the clock. Mm -mm. It's just that you got the feels of those finish lines that you just can't replicate anything else. And it basically is the feeling of, I didn't give in and I showed myself that I could do it. So you didn't push it all over yourself. (laughs) Ha ha. Thankfully, no, because that's why I've had to cut a a run (laughs) short. (laughs) And with that, friends, we're going into our coffee with the coaches in five, four, three, two, and one. Nice and easy. We're walking it out here, rock stars. That is catching our breath. I'm pretty sure the should comment, like everybody fell apart at that point. (laughs) It's one of my favorite little, like, sayings that I've heard and that I use as well is the don't shit on yourself because I think we do the coulda, woulda, shoulda all the time. So coach, you are representing hard with Team Savory this weekend. Tell me more. Well, this weekend, I'm not sure if you know or not. I'm pretty sure you do. It's a National Unicorn Day. 
Ooh. Right? Yeah, so, talking about that magical unicorn with Boston. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. We're bringing our own type of unicorn. So I decided it's really hard to do a savory dish unicorn inspired because you can't mm-hmm. use sprinkles. The food dye doesn't really work the same in savory foods. So I decided to take the colors of the rainbow and put them into one of our favorite foods. A taco. Ooh, I love that. Yum. And because I am on a quest to show people that you can have fabulous foods with different ingredients, I decided to do a chickpea taco that has love slaw, that. it has avocado, it has pickled red onion. I mean, literally all of the rainbow colors into a taco. Is there anything better? There actually... As much as I want to say as the representative of Team Sweet, I don't think there's anything better. I think tacos are your savory, (laughs) except whatever you picked. (laughs) Exactly. So, friends, it is hard to bring in, I guess, a lot. um, It's not hard to bring in a lot of unicorn stuff when it comes to Team Sweet. But maybe making it something that's a little bit more palatable for us after our runs or something that we want to maybe incorporate more frequently without having that over-the-top too sweet. So I'm going to go with one of my favorite things that I love, and I love acai bowls. I love them, especially come summertime. And I'm going to throw out there into the world a unicorn smoothie bowl. So it's going to have all the fun, but it's still going to be laden with all sorts of deliciousness. Some of my favorite deliciousness is it has a Greek yogurt base. I actually use full fat when I use dairy products personally, especially I think it's a great opportunity to get a little bit of healthy fats that are really satisfying and help in so many different ways with keeping us a little springier when we're rolling on through here. It's got tons of delicious fruit options. And what I love about smoothie bowls is you can make this your own. If you don't particularly love the base or you don't particularly love the particular fruit that I'm throwing in there, you can use your own. But it has the colors are perfectly unicorny and then adding some fun toppings like marshmallow cereal. I like chia seeds too. I love granola on top of mine. Mm, me too. I love berries, period. So mm-hmm. a little unicorn smoothie bowl for all of our friends as they're rocking on through this weekend. I think that might be perfect after the chickpea tacos though. I right? mean, like, I don't see together. why not. Especially like, like you get the spicy and then you cool down the palate. I'm here yeah. for it. Acai yeah. bowls so, post run are fantastic. Are they not? I think I want right. them now, actually. So that means we probably need to go for our run so we can go <laughs> get our acai bowls afterwards so it feels as satisfying. With that said, friends, great work. Absolutely knocking it out of the park. We can't wait to see your responses to today. If you have a question for us, you want to reach out to us, you can give us a call at 347-9-BRUNCH, which is 347-927-8624. Maybe you can reach out to us and tell us maybe some of your favorite recipes you'd like to see featured in a future or question, but it's a great workout and we have so much more fun in store. Give yourself that high five. Make sure you rehydrate and refuel while you're recovering, you know, because you get to hang out on the couch a little bit today after doing this long run. And before you get out for your next run, we'd appreciate it if you take time to subscribe and rate time for brunch on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast, see us on social media 
by using hashtag TFBrunch, of course, because that helps us to continue growing the community. You heard all about that soapbox. I'm not going to get back on it, but we're continuing to welcome people into brunch. With that said, friends, we're going to see you again this Wednesday for Quick Bites, where you get to meet our fabulous friend, Carlos the Runner. And then we'll see you again next Saturday where we have more fun. Then we're going to be serving up more miles with a side of smiles. <laughs>